but Malaysia was fun. Yay! <laughs> I'm fun. glad I mean, Malaysia was as, fun. As much fun as it was going to be, right? I mean, it was work. You ate all sorts of weird shit. Oh yeah, the weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like the blood curd. We got to talk about the blood oh, curd. Oh, do we though? <laughs> we really have to talk about it. Jeez. I was telling him you've made hamburgers, I'm sure. You know the stuff that kind yeah. of bubbles at the top, the brown yeah. stuff. That's exactly what it is, only in handy cube form. I don't need to know uh, cubes of it. In handy cube form. Thank you. Thank I don't you, know, RC. I don't know how handy that actually, like, what use? Yeah. For eating, that's what it's good for. For for eating with chopsticks. Okay. Yeah. That just that once again just makes it crazier to me. <laughs> side we had a durian stall yeah like, like basically uh like a farmer's market thing yeah that was all durian. durian damn it's durian season right currently. durian smells like hot fucking garbage yeah it does hot garbage um they they're like literal rules in the hotel you cannot have durian in the hotel yeah. or mangosteen for some reason okay mangosteen weirder, doesn't all right. stink no so i no. don't get it maybe it's because it brings fruit flies or something i don't know maybe yeah but no durian in the hotel but on the other side there's a 24-hour indian place yeah i noticed oh. you got a lot of indian food in <laughs> oh, so good. um at three o'clock in the morning like for because when i'm awake for no reason right because, because i can't fucking sleep uh, right because i'm time traveling go ahead and open that please I'm, I'm just i'm looking at because you do have to share it, so yeah. you may as well open it now. <laughs> Kit Kat Rose. Would you like berry? <laughs> He's trying to be quiet. He is. Uh, he is. We have had other people make worse noises on this podcast. It's fine. Some of them have been me. You'll get it. Yeah. So, yeah, did you get smacked in the face with Rose yet? No. No, it's actually fairly subtle. Ooh. It's more subtle than I thought yeah. it was going to be. Maybe it's because it's yeah. been, like, on the plane. I don't know. I can smell it for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. when I first had one, I opened it and just got a face mm-hmm. full of Rose fragrance. But it's this Rose... Ca- oh, I could live off of this. Yeah. For, for the kids in the audience, because we are recording, they are <laughs> eating a Rose and Berry flavored Kit Kat. I don't think there's enough Berry. Yeah. Just to me, I like rose flavor, but depending on how the rose flavor is made, it can either be delicious floral something, mm-hmm. or, or soap. why am I eating ivory? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or soap. Mm. Um, and this is like, not on the happy side of that line. I'm sorry. It's on the happy side for me, but I know what you mean about the ivory. Yeah. Because... It's also way creamier than I thought. Oh yeah, and and her partner liked it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just yeah. Depending on where I'm chewing, I get more or less of the Mm. berry. Yeah, if I get less, it's not great. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like my favorite thing in the world is lavender lattes. Yeah, that's amazing. They are. 
Mm. They are so delicious that I actually bought lavender syrup for home. Mm. Wow. And, you know, because there was a minute there where all I, I was like, if it isn't lavender, I don't want it. And I I've tried. Been there. Yeah, I've tried. All kitchen witches have. <laughs> you laugh. No, it's no. true. It's true. I'm... Um, but I decided to try rose after that, and I learned very quickly. Like it's it's a delicate line. I, I did not, however, bring enough milk tea to share the milk tea Aww. flavored Kit Kat. I'm, I'm probably going to start just making milk tea blends. Milk tea's wonderful. Milk Everybody tea is needs delicious. to be drinking milk tea because it's the greatest thing really is it showy is but um oh god what else, what else did i have that was just really fucking delicious besides the hotel all of breakfast, it just all i mean do you want me to pull up your pictures <laughs> <laughs> it's like these the the hotels in asia man american hotels gotta beef up their breakfast game because just like uh for sure waffles and pancakes and eggs that's all that's all we and get sometimes real bad biscuits and gravy right and some sausage and some bacon or sausage links you know but no here we've got like tandoori type chicken and like spicy barbecued beef and like all sorts of delicious multicultural foods at this wonderful buffet and you guys only saw half of what i ate because the other half was like you know Fucking cocoa krispies and fruit. sure, <laughs> but still, because I'm like, I'm gonna eat because this is I, I don't yeah I don't know how much or That's when I'm going to get my fun. lunch during the day. Also yes, so, but yeah, and and I'm like, yeah, this this buffet is gonna get smacked hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like fried rice, fried noodles, because <laughs> the Asians don't care what you eat. Mm-hmm. Or, or when you eat it, as long as you're eating. But the one thing I will fucking smack a bitch over. <laughs> oh, my God. With beef, it's not so bad. But with chicken, mm-hmm. I swear to God, they just take a fucking hatchet to it. Because <laughs> they don't debone anything. They just cut right through the bone with mm. these apparently gigantic fucking swords. Yeah. Because, you know, there's little bone shards everywhere and it's like you don't know if you've got a piece of a leg or a breast or whatever because just the bones are in everything and you have right. to like pick them out hmm. but you know they they like they serve like little pastries and little danishes and croissants and like fresh uh, god damn the dairy over there Asians <laughs> are not known Asians are not known for eating dairy but they will cook with butter and they use the good stuff Holy, like and if you're getting like whole milk, it is whole fucking milk. Mm-hmm. They don't, none of this. I mean, our whole milk is weak sauce. Yes. It's horrible. Please, can we get some actual flavor in our dairy products? This is why people are fucking lactose intolerant because they're not getting the real shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's why. It but probably is. But I, I appreciate the message. <laughs> God damn. So, okay, I guess, because I'm having trouble here finding something that sparks my memory. Hmm. Tell me about the durian cheesecake. Oh, the durian cheesecake. Oh, God. Okay, so, durian by itself, again, smells like hot fucking garbage. Right. Okay. And I did not eat durian by itself. I I want to, and we have a saraga for that. I'll go maybe get some and not take it indoors. It's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... This little Japanese place in Georgetown in Penang um, had the, the durian cheesecake. And I'm like, I've never had durian. I have to try it. And she's like, 
you might not like it, but it's okay. Just, you know, that it's good that you're trying. So, cause this little sweet thing, she's, so mm-hmm. nice. she brings it out. Um, after I've had my delicious chicken and rice bowl. Um, and I go to take the first bite and I'm like, I'm dreading what mm-hmm. this is going to taste like. Right. So with the cheesecake flavor, on top of that, you get kind of this note of overripe apples and garlic. It goes together surprisingly well. <laughs> I, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm absorbing this yeah. information. I mean, it's, it, it's not a flavor that you would ever expect out of a fruit. Certainly. Because, I mean, and it's like, it's, it's overripe apples to the point of, like, hairs from rotten. Mm-hmm. But still really, it's got that sweet flavor. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. The, the garlic is not strong. The garlic flavor right. that's in it's there is not strong. There. It's just kind of there. It just kind of gives it this earthy, vegetable kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. But damn, I'm like, I don't know why people are afraid of durian. Don't be afraid of durian. People just are afraid of all nose. kinds of they food. Are. They are. Yeah, I mean, I've had garlic cheesecake before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's delicious. Oh, God. I mean, a savory cheesecake? Yes, gimme. Yeah. Gimme. Like, I mean, I, I wow. Now I'm just like, Ricotta and mascarpone and like just oregano all over it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be delicious, oregano, but it sounds something better that you would like. Yeah. Heat up and make it a dip. It true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the way I got it was on its charcuterie plate. Oh, with like okay. A bunch, a bunch of stuff, and it was wow prime. Nice. Mm-hmm. We just got a cheese cheese board. It was an adventure, is what it was. So we're ready to go. I think yes, so. let's do it. Okay, good. Woohoo! <laughs> it's been a while. I'm punchy. Hi, kids. It's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, and I'm a giver. And here are my co-hosts, Devin and RC. Please introduce yourselves. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm RC, and I have been leaving a slug trail everywhere I go because of Tyler Labine. By the way, he's in the movie Escape Room, which I was prepared not to like because it's called Escape Room. I um, actually enjoyed it. Might do it as a pick. Overall positive. Okay. Tyler Labine's in it, looking daddy as fuck. Well, yeah, yeah, I did hear that. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, I did. I that. need to show you a picture because oh, it is, it's that serious. Ooh, that's ooh. It's, it's real. If he looks anything like he does in that new series that he's in, then yeah. Oh, the Doctor series? Yeah, the New Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you find that. I'm Stephanie, and my sunburn is given my brain scrambled egg syndrome. Oh. So. Yeah, I get that. Especially if I burn the back of my neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, heads completely fuzzy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, we are talking about Tucker and Dale versus Evil today, but the first thing we're going to talk about, because we have friends in high places, um, are going to be... Uh, well, is going to be the short. Oh, holy fuck! Right? Oh, like, oh, look oh, at that God. gray, oh, that oh, daddy yeah. gray. It oh, it, it, it yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the first thing we're going to talk about is the short "Here There Be Tigers," um, written by Jennifer Trudering, but it's based on a Stephen King short story. Uh, it is uh, one of the Stephen King Dollar Babies. Um, Jennifer Trudrung is actually an actress. You may have seen her in uh, the Goosebumps movie, Vampire Diaries, and there's a series of shorts called Transplanting. And 
we actually met her at Nightmares. She was lovely. She's a wonderful human being, and she's just the best person. And she like came to me out of the blue and said, "Do you want to review my shorts?" <laughs> I'm like, "Your shorts are perfect." But no, we will be happy to watch your little movies. Um, <laughs> no, she's she's wonderful. She's she's uh, she's great. She is. We 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 actually have three of them from her that we're going to talk about over the next couple of episodes. But uh, today it's just going to be here. There be tigers. Uh, if you've read the short story, it's basically. This girl has to go to the restroom for reasons. Uh, and her teacher is a complete hoe. Not hoe, bitch. I'm going to say bitch with that one. Not hoe. Totally different thing, bitch and hoe. That, uh, I said bitch in the movie, kind of. They she's, did. She's got a stick shoved up her ass. She does. Um, and she's... And there's a tiger in the bathroom. That's all I, That's all we can, we can really say about it. And if you've read the short story, you know how it goes. But we told Jennifer we wouldn't give any spoilers. But, um, so here, here There Be Tigers um, it was put up on Vimeo for festival purposes about a month ago, and she let us have access. Um, starring, uh, I don't know why these are out of order, Penny Monroe as Charlie, uh, who's the main character. Sella mm-hmm. Atwood as Susie, the little brat who sits behind her. Right. Uh, Jennifer Trudrung as Miss Bird. Uh, there's also um, a Ryan character somewhere in there that was credited. Um Drez Ryan, who played Mr. Taylor, and Marissa Blake, Ms. Ms. Trask, they're in the they're in the short for all of a minute. Yeah, and they, you know, yes, they get casting, but they really don't have big parts. So, but uh, Ms. Trudrung, Ms. Trudrung, we love her, plays this bitch of a teacher. Holy shit! Like we're talking the worst kind of like. Oh my god! Yeah, subtle and constant emotional abuse on a child. Right. Right? Do you need to urinate? Is that what you need to do? We all, uh, at least I think, that everyone can think of their least favorite teacher, like their meanest teacher they had, and find something within this character that will trigger you. And not only that, but she gives me shades of Carrie White's mom. Yeah. Like, I think there was something biblical written on the chalkboard. (laughs) Yeah. I think there was. Uh, and yeah, this was something about phenomenal. his immortal hand or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, something right. immortal. Yeah, I don't get it, but no, it was just oh, Jen, Jen, Jen you're amazing. Jen, you are amazing, and we love you. But you have triggered everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, in like the best way. Oh, she reminds me of my first grade teacher, who is just the worst person. She was so mean. I'm like, how? How are you a teacher of young people? How? Oh my god! Yeah, she reminds me of a third grade substitute that I had that like was the one they would call if a teacher was sick. She of was always, yeah, and she was horrible. And if you so much as blinked too long, am I boring you? <laughs> and you would get she detention. Was foreign? No, that's just that that's... was how she said, "Am I boring you?" Oh, because she wanted to feel important. And, yeah, and fancy. She, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And All of a sudden, she had this weird nanny voice. Weird nanny McPhee Scottish huh. thing going yeah. on. Ugh. Yeah, not cute. Mm. Well, mine is, mine is way later than that. Mine <laughs> is my uh, 10th grade pre-cal teacher. Oh, my God. She told me that she didn't like me because I wasn't a jock. First off, oh, you're taking pre-cal. Oh, well. Uh-huh. Uh, second of all, that sounds like she's sleeping with the jocks, so that's wrong. Um, Why? Why? What the fuck? Why would you tell that to a person? Period. 
I mean, unless you're an actual teenager, then it it's not it's not it's not it's not a surprise, but it's just right. like listen, you little shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that mm. it's somewhat expected from yeah. a, another teenager right. to say some stupid shit, it, but it, the that teacher sounds is... like she wants to sleep with the football players. I mean, I did. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but no. not that any of them would let me, but I wanted to. <laughs> I got, one. I got one. Oh, no, I did get one. <laughs> That's what high school reunions are for. Exactly. I mean, yeah, so I can now be friends with all the girls who hated me because I was gay. Because now they want a gay friend. <laughs> right. Oh my god, you need to protect us in the bar. Go to your own bar. Yeah. Fix your own society. Right. <laughs> We're not your magical gays here. No. We're not here for your for your friggin' bachelorette parties. I mean, God, that's no. fine. No, it isn't. It's not really Don't bring fun. your fucking bachelorette parties to our bars. Just stop with the sexual tourism. Yes. Stop. Everybody. Right. Right. Did I tell you about the guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is a funny story, and also it's short. Uh, we, uh, a friend of mine and I, I genuinely don't remember who it was, mm-hmm. uh, were talking about sexual tourism and how it's bullshit. We happened to be at AWOL at the time, and then a guy came in like literally wearing like a standard dad outfit, white khakis that were, were just kind of above the knee, braided belt, polo with full bullshit ass size binoculars, and I was like, I'm "Is this ready a to- costume party?" What no, <laughs> this is just some Friday or Saturday at AWOL. But I was like, I want to rip this guy in half. Like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what did he need binoculars? Was there a drag show? No. It was okay. Did he expect I think to, it was, to sit up in the balcony? I think it was drag? one of the bear nights. Jesus. And this was AWOL. What balcony? What? what? Well, I mean, there's the top level. Of AWOL. Oh, wait. Sorry, I'm thinking Axis. Yes, Derp. you are. Because <laughs> uh, there's not the top I level real of AWOL. Confused. No, no. Okay. Uh-huh. Hunting for Dick, was he? I guess. Okay. Based on that outfit, it didn't work. The smallest he can find, I guess, because the binoculars. I mean, what the fuck? Okay, so movies. Let's talk about this. (laughs) Yes, here there there be be tigers. tigers. It was. It's a super cute little short. Now it is very uncomfortable. It is extremely uncomfortable. It's intentional, so it's not one of those. Right. I do want to know what traumatized Stephen King <laughs> as as a child that he has this unhealthy obsession with menses. I need to know this. Stephen King, please write in. Let us know. Because what the hell, dude? What the hell? Like, on one hand, I'm very for it because I'm well, like, yeah. this makes me really uncomfortable and it shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. And that's Kind of how Charlie is handling it. She's like, that yeah, I don't lie is. about it, but It just whatever. made me very sad. Yeah. I was just like, oh, the baby. Yeah. Oh, why are you getting that trash can, baby? What are you doing, sweetheart? <laughs> so she got yeah. the trash can. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, she's going to clothes. <laughs> and I was like, that's going to be real weird to watch. And I saw yeah. what happened. And I was like, yeah. this is real weird to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. I will say, as much as I'm trying not to talk about specific plot yeah, points, yeah, I mean, sorry, some of it. Spoiler not... alert: There's a trash can. There's yeah. a trash can, and, and there's also uh, tampons on the bathroom sink. 
Those were not uh, tampons. Yeah, they were. They were pads. The one she grabbed. The one so she there grabbed was. was. Okay. There's both. Feminine items. Feminine yes. items. So, yeah, this this short... Now, I don't remember if this is actually in the short story, because it's been a long time since I've read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the short is, is very pro that time of the month in its own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Jennifer. Normalize the period. Yes. I mean, as much as we talk about it, it shouldn't make people that uncomfortable. As much as it happens, it should right. make people uncomfortable. Right. It's once a month. And educate ish. the... Oh, ish, yes. Yeah, educate the fuck out of people. Like, dudes that don't know that you can't just shut it off. <laughs> I mean... No, they oh, can't just get me started on The people who this. say, why can't you just hold it? Just make... Oh, no, my Honey, God. I'm sorry no. that our education system has failed you so Seriously. dramatically. Fuck off, dude. Let me I'm, stab you in the gut and you can just hold yeah. the blood in. Just hold it. That's how it works. Yeah, just... Mm, yeah, and, and the stupid jokes. Yes. If if I hear bleeds for seven days and doesn't die again, I will punch a dude in the face. Oh my god. What in the hell? I used to say that. I used to say it too when I, I grew up. I'm I grew the worst. Up. Yeah. I mean, she just said she used to say it. She's had one. The first time I heard that, <laughs> I I completely melted down in hysterical laughter. <laughs> I can't lie. So I'm gonna I'm going to keep saying it, but I'm going to make it good. Yeah. Like yeah, men can't bleed for seven days and not die. Right. Like, See? <laughs> there you go. Girl power. Exactly. Power to the pussy. There you go. That got weird, but all power. right. <laughs> it kept going. But no, so so this the short without having to talk about any of the plot points because seriously, it's like ten minutes long and there's not a lot to talk about other than plot points. <laughs> so That's true. Um, no, it's super good. Yes. It, it, and none of these, by the way, are actually directed by Jennifer. She writes them. Okay. But none of them are directed by her. Uh, this was directed by Polly Chattel. Chattel? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Hmm. Uh, again, it's part of the Stephen King Dollar Baby program. For those right. of you who don't know what that is. Uh, generally, Stephen King, if you ask real nice, and if it's for like a short film project or for uh, like a student film project... Uh, he will license one of his stories to you for a dollar. Okay, so you're not paying thousands upon thousands of dollars in licensing fees. Um, I'm not sure what the the uh, the terms are with that. Mm-hmm. I think they're generally pretty loose. I think it does have to prominently display his name and sure. that may be about it. Uh, I don't know if the Lawnmower Man was a dollar baby project, but frankly that person like Stephen King should have just given them their money back it wasn't even, <laughs> wasn't even related pay back the royalties all right. eight dollars <laughs> all eight dollars that movie sucked oh my god <laughs> I wanted it to be good and don't get me wrong I watched it when I was a kid and yeah. I mean like way younger than I should have been able to watch the movie because my parents didn't give a shit right I think I watched it when I was like six wow um and I was very confused for many plot points because that movie Fair. was confusing as fuck. Also, yes, it wasn't entirely on my six-year-old brain. No. And then was very scared. Wasn't sure why, 
Mostly because I get scared by everything. Well, there's because that. I'm constantly afraid. There's that. But <laughs> <laughs> I have since rewatched it as an adult and just kind of went, huh, I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing that scared me was the fucking CGI, and that wasn't even scary because it was CGI. It was scary, it was scary because, because it was, it was bad. bad. <laughs> I'm just going to plead the fifth because I watched that movie so long ago. I just, I remember the visuals of it and not being impressed by it. Yeah. That sounds right. That's the right movie. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's the whole movie. But I I did go in very excited. Like, I want this to be good. So, I realize that we're talking about a whole different Stephen King thing. But (laughs) I need to understand, I need to make everyone understand that. The short story, The Lawnmower Man from Skeleton Crew. I think it was Skeleton Crew. Uh, Is either that or Night Shift. Maybe. It's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, Lawnmower Man dude comes to the dude's house, says, I'm going to do your lawn now. You're not allowed to leave the house while I'm doing it. He's like, okay. And of course, he breaks the fucking rules. So he goes out and sees what the lawnmower man is doing because he, he's, he's been doing his lawn for years. He wonders how he gets the lawn so fucking impeccable. Turns out lawnmower man is a satyr and is eating the grass. Huh. And he's like completely naked doing it. Like with his goat legs and tits hanging out. Live your way better right? Exactly. Seriously. But then because he broke the rules, he ate him. That's a way better story. I know it's a totally better story than what we got in that fucking movie. Wasn't Pierce yeah, Brosnan in that shit? I do not remember something like that. Uh, I believe it was. Yeah, and then I can't remember who played the lawnmower man. Uh, Jeff Fahey. Yeah, and like that, it had nothing to do with with any of that. Not at all. No, none whatsoever. Nothing. Not at all. So Stephen King does have much better stories out there. Uh, than what get made into films. Um, yeah, Pierce Brosnan was on this. Jesus, fuck. That explains why he did Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh. oh, that was definitely his poo movie. Oh. Well, no, he was get, making the break in from, from television at that point. So I, Not a whole lot of other names I recognize. Um, but, all right, so... No, uh, Here, They Be, Here They Be Tigers is super fucking fun. It's really mm-hmm. slow. Uh, it's, it's also only 10 minutes yeah. so like slow isn't slow a, is not long yeah it's not slow a bad is, thing in this slow context. is just slowly paced it's yes sl- deliberately it's paced. a slow burn. deliberately paced so, um, yeah yeah the acting is i mean it's it's good it's not the best acting i've seen but it's good especially for child actors seriously for Should like because oh, almost that, almost all the characters that little Susie bitch oh my god She's going places. <laughs> She's the new fucking Veruca Salt. That one. She would be amazing as Veruca oh, Salt. She would. Yeah. But that would mean another remake of that movie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, uh, Jen did a fantastic job as, as yeah, scaring the fuck out of me as that teacher. Um, Charlie Penny Monroe, amazing. Yes. She's going places too. That one. You know, please give these kids a leg up because they're they're really good at what they're doing. Um, but Charlie, the Penny Monroe's in another of the shorts. Okay, she's in the ebbing that Jen sent us, so she does work with these guys more more than once. I can see good. why. Yeah, she's good. They're good. So um, it's a super cute little short. 
Um, if you ever get the chance to see it, like I, th like I said earlier, I think it's going festival circuit right now. So it's not available right away, uh, but it, I'm hoping that it's available soon. I'm hoping that Jen like puts together a DVD of just all her little shorts and sends them out to everyone because that would be amazing you know, to buy, not just to send right. to everyone because that would be expensive. <laughs> and we want to support you. We do, with money, <laughs> so that you can make more movies because you're amazing. Um super super fun what mm -hmm. do you guys think um out of the out of the ones that we are going to get to look at uh it was my favorite yeah it was yeah, my it favorite was. one from an imagery standpoint it's amazing mm -hmm. yes it's absolutely amazing. the color I, I was really drawn to the color palette i like yeah. i like the color palette yeah. a lot muted mm -hmm. it was it was, it was very drab. elementary school which is the setting yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was elementary school, but it was again muted. It wasn't yeah. bright primary colors. It was browns and blues, and that was the color that stuff at my elementary school was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the color of my of my elementary school too. But I also grew up in the seventies, and everything was that color. That's true. So, <laughs> um, I was in elementary school in the nineties, right. so just in the fucking BFE, right? They just hadn't updated the elementary school since the 70s. Yeah. Thanks, funding. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I just I asked you know. what. What? I asked you what. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Is it about when I was in elementary school? Yes, baby. Child. Your whole bag? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I graduated <laughs> high school in 1992. That was before I started school. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. I'm not saying shit. I, I know you're somewhere in the middle. There. I'm somewhere in the middle. And I can't talk because he's 30. So. Die. So he was younger than me. <laughs> no, don't die. You're, you're perfectly fine over there. Frito, go go harass the person that's not on a microphone. Right <laughs> he, he announces. <laughs> Alright, so shall we move to the gloriousness that is Tucker and Dale? Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Let's yes. play. Let, oh, I love this movie so much. I love it. Uh, uh, so Tucker and Dale versus Evil. This is my pick. Uh, of course, because I tend to go for horror comedy. Um, 2010. God, that's oh my god, really? I, think. I know. Uh... And and the only reason that we remember it being younger is because it was shelved for three years. Oh, well, that'd do it. So yeah, I, maybe I wasn't released in 2010. I don't know. That's all I got from IMDb was 2010. So it was either made in 2007 and released in 2010, or made in 2010 and released in 2013. Mm. I think it was the latter. Yeah. Because it was That shown. would be a much better timeline for it what I remember. It would be. It would be. Yeah. Agreed. But, oh, this movie is wonderful. Director Eli Craig, writers Eli Craig and Morgan Jurgensen. I did not get any uh, like actual other credits on those guys. Really? Because silly me. Eli is an actor. His name um, sounds familiar from another project. Yeah, he's a Canadian actor, and this was his first feature, I remember, because I got really deep into this movie at one point <laughs> in my life nice. and wanted to know a little bit about everybody that was oh, involved. Oh, he's adorable. Really? He's really? at the beginning of the movie, too. 
Oh, hello. Yeah. I, he is adorable. Yep. I want to do things to Eli. I'm sexually harassing a man that I don't even know. And <laughs> let's let's find Morgan Jurgensen. I, I, yeah. I feel like he's delightfully Swedish. <laughs> yeah, Tucker and Dale Receival was his first. He did one short before that. Yep. Um, oh, he also directed Little Evil on Netflix. Will- oh, cool! Because I love Little Evil. That was really cute. Uh, and also Zombieland. Really? He was. That he, was his too. He directed it. According to this. Huh? What? Good to know. Glad he's getting money because Zombieland what? Two is supposed to be coming out soon. Shut up. Zombieland. Right. There you go. Director what? Of what? All right, we're good. Okay, he's director of Zombieland. Well, fuck me. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. And, and now we know, and knowing is half the battle, Gojo. And knowledge G. is power. <laughs> I wasn't a G.I. Joe kid. I was a Captain Planet kid. Because, you know, gay. Uh, knowledge is power is also fucking Schoolhouse Rocky. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there we go. Because I'm old. A chip off the block. Anyway. Um, starring Tyler Levine, he played Dale. He was uh, Reaper, New Amsterdam, Escape Room, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detec- Detective Agency, which I have not seen. That sounds hilarious. I started um, watching it and I fell off the wagon on it. Yeah, it's the guy. That, it's um, the guy that wrote Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guy. Yeah. So it's along those lines. Uh, Fiona Dorif is in it too, and she's incredible. Oh, I love Fiona Dorif. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who that is. even that's Brad um, Dorif's daughter. She's less to me. Chucky. Okay. Chucky. And then she was in um, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one in the wheelchair. The main one. Yeah. She was in the wheelchair. Okay. That's her. Um, Alan Tudyk playing Tucker. He's Firefly. He's fucking Alan Tudyk. I know. You know him from being Alan Tudyk. From fucking everything. (laughs) You know him from being a Juilliard trained god. Yes. You know him from. Oh. Voicing a chicken. So many it's things that you don't. Chicken. I know. Fucking hey hey. <laughs> oh, I love that little chicken. Oh! <laughs> Just makes um, me think of the makes me think of Poe, whatever the pig's name is. Uh, what's Pua? his name? Shit. Pua. I think it was Pua. 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 Yeah. It makes me think of Pua. Which is the word for pig. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's pork. <laughs> um, Delicious. Manapua. Is delicious stuff. It, oh God, the actual Chinese fucking uh, char siu bao. Ooh, when you're that close to fucking China, you have the char siu bao, and it is please the best God get thing. it. Yeah, <laughs> my, I'm, I'm, my mouth is watering right now. Anyway, damn. So fucking Tucker, Firefly, Wreck It Ralph. Um, he played the king in Wreck It Ralph. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done a ton of shit that people do not recognize him in. Yeah, because like a lot of it's voice acting. Yeah, he does a ton of voice acting. I Robot. Yeah, he was in that. He was um, the robot. Yeah, he was the robot. He's the bad guy in Doom Patrol. If anyone watched Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Mister Nobody. A Knight's Tale. Knight's well, Tale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will phone you. <laughs> um, Katrina Bowden, who's uh, played Allison, she was in Piranha Three Double D. She was the one that ended up with the piranha in her cooter. Oh. God bless. Yeah, I know. And and doing nurse, the Lord's work, right? <laughs> and in Nurse Three D, which oh my God, we're gonna have to talk about that one because that was I don't know what so that is. Bad. Oh, is that the one with the poster of the nurse riding the riding syringe? The syringe, yeah. 
Oh. It's called Nurse 3D. Nurse 3D. It was in 3D. Oh. Yeah. And the only reason the only the only person the only excuse me, the only other thing I Frida scared herself. Ha, excuse me while I get the margarita glass off the floor. (laughs) That is what it is. (laughs) Frito scared the shit out of herself doing that. Well, you know, good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe now she'll calm the fuck down. Your big, yes. your little thick body can't make it around know, those quarters, honey you bun. You can't do that, sweetheart. I'm sorry. You're fat. You're fat. Um, God bless you for trying, though. Right? Seriously. I'll Never give up a- on your dreams. Trying to be actual. None of my cats can actually cat. None of them. It's true. Except for Lily, and that's because she's just so aloof you never see her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but the only... Uh, what is her name? I can't uh, lose this, I believe, her name. Hang on. Um, from Nurse. The only thing I know her from is Boardwalk Empire. Hmm. Oh, okay. She played one of the hookers, I believe. Um, uh, but I also heard that she was a complete mess. Um, like, she's insane. Like in real life? Like in real life. Oh. Like set-wise, she's insane. She was super diva. Oh, but also shit. a crazy diva. Yeah. Um, you know, in those major roles. Paz de la Huerta. Paz de la Huerta. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, I know. I know who that is. But anyway, she she's the she's the delightful woman on the on the poster of Nurse. Mm. Uh, she's the, the main character. But um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I, Nurse is an interesting watch. <laughs> Interesting. Mom hated his interesting people. Um, all right. Jesse Moss, who played Chad, always a fucking Chad. There's always a Chad. Uh, Final Destination 3, The Hollow, and Wolf Cop. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Hollow is actually, I, it's an animated, uh, it's on Netflix. It's a miniseries, like three episode miniseries. Uh, it's so, animated? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like a. Children-y cartoon, right? It's not a children-y cartoon. It's, it looks it's like a, it. Like I have a not watched teen it. Teen cartoon. Okay. Um, like these kids wake up in this white room, essentially, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out why why they're there, how to get there, how to get out. That's yeah. Sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, I only watched the first five minutes of it because I was at work and got interrupted, and then never got back to it. I kind right. of want to watch it. Okay. So, but anyway. Um. Philip Granger, who played the sheriff, he was in Dark Harvest, Juggernaut, and Monster Trucks. <laughs> I've actually seen some of those. We will not discuss which ones. <laughs> uh, Brandon J. McLaren, who played Jason, he was in Dead Before Dawn 3D, uh, Harper's Island, which was fantastic. Have not watched it. One, it was one series, basically a, a slasher series. It was oh. a horror slasher series. It was good. Uh, and also, she's the man. Uh, Christy Lang, who played Naomi, was in the 4400, iZombie, and Arrow. Uh, she's a CW girl. Uh, Kellen Simmons, who played Chloe, Final Destination 3. She was one of the ones that was in the tanning booth. Oh, nice. Uh. <laughs> uh, John John Tucker Must Die, Good Luck Chuck, and See No Evil 2. I like, I actually like See No Evil 2 better than the first one. I don't Agreed. think I watched the second one. I liked the first one. Yeah, the second one had um, 
Catherine Isabel in it. Isabel, yeah. Oh. She playing Being a delightfully a drunk person. Slide. <laughs> you do you, boo. Yeah, I know. I Live it. it. Love uh, it. Learn it. And then Travis Nelson, who played Chuck, was in Fringe, Dark Hearts, Wild Roses, none of which I've ever seen or heard of. Well, Fringe. Fringe? I, I was going to say. The, the yeah, TV Fringe, Fringe was on a long time. Watched. So, I loved I that one. That one. I like it. I heard it's good. I yeah. just haven't never heard it. Uh, there's a couple more teenagers in there that I just didn't want to bother to mention. There's Daddy Joshua Jackson in it, too, and he likes being naked. Oh, no, no, no. I mean in this movie. But Joshua Jackson <laughs> does, like being, does like being naked, and yes, I'm good with seeing him naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, RC didn't care what you were talking about. No, no he didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> by Daddy Joshua Jackson. <laughs> who looks much him, better now than he and, did in Urban Legend. And him and uh, James Vanderbeek when he was in Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. That was a great show. That, show. <laughs> that was a good show. And that's got, um, the woman who's playing Jessica Jones now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. she is the bee. She is the bee in Apartment, apartment 23. 23. Yeah. yeah, I do love that show. Yes. It's wonderful. Kristen Ritter. That's who it is. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, Heard that her book was not great. Oh. She's an adorable person. So yeah. I hope it's good. Me too. Yeah. I hope it's good. Too. I'll probably read it at some point and we'll report back. Okay. Right. There you go. So, all right. If you have not seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil, pause. even though it's been out for a while, yeah, stop please everything. Pause. Go watch this movie because I will infect the planet with Tucker and Dale. It is so Evil. fun. Oh my god, this is the best deconstruction of slasher movie tropes you will ever watch. Like, this is the, the light side of the coin uh, with Cabin in the Woods. Right. Yes. Like, right. Cabin in the Woods went, you know, darker yeah. with it. It's like, uh, yeah, there was some funny to it. And I expected Alan Tudyk to show up, but he didn't. Um, but there, there, it was that. It was heavy on the dark. Yeah. With dark humor. Whereas this is just straight up fucking comedy. Yes. It's amazing. So, no. There will be spoilers, as we always give spoilers. Go watch the fucking movie. Most times we don't care. This time, go watch the movie first. We very much care this time. We very much care because the spoilers are super spoilery. And we care about you. Yes. And we want you to enjoy Tucker and Dale. (laughs) And we want you to enjoy Tucker and Dale before you talk to us about Tucker and Dale. Or listen to us talk about Help us help you. (laughs) Because we love you unconditionally. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Anyway, <laughs> those are our conditions. <laughs> Visit us at our Patreon. <laughs> so, plot. Uh, the film begins with a news reporter and her cameraman investigating a crime scene uh, much further than what was already given a la the Blair Witch. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you okay. write this? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I just needed to make sure that you were not having trouble reading your own like, words because no, I would have worried. This is straight off of IMDb, by the way. You wrote that and had a stroke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. Okay, a- investigating a crime scene. I guess what they're trying to say, much further along than what you know has already happened. Okay. Sort of uh, a la the Blair Witch Project where you're seeing the end of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, They walk in into an abandoned mill, hoping to find more clues, only for the news reporter to be suddenly struck on the head. The cameraman gets frightened and runs off before being struck as well, dropping his camera and dying moments later. 
you then get a glimpse of a disfigured man smiling into the camera. That bitch. I believe that Eli Craig is the cameraman. Okay. I believe when you watch it, he's the camera guy. Possibly. So, three days earlier, Allison and her friends chat. I hit the microphone again. (laughs) Allison and her friends Chad, Jason, Chloe, Naomi, Chuck, Mitchell, Mike, and Todd... I told you I cut out a few teenagers. There's a lot. <laughs> there are. There's a body count in this one, kids. Uh, are out on a road trip hoping to find a good time in the woods to party and smoke weed before they rush in front of a truck belonging to Tucker and Dale. The two catch up with the college students uh, inadvertently, giving them dirty stares for cutting them off. Well, no, that wasn't inadvertently. It was at the gas station that was inadvertent. Anyway. They they look like slack-jawed mooks. They do. They look like slack-jawed Utter mooks. They look like my Hell daddy redneck fantasy. Hell <laughs> Billies. Hail Billies. I grew up in the country. I just I have a feeling that I'm not gonna be able to handle you at all this episode, RC. I, just... I grew up in the country. That's all I had to look at. It, like it's these uh, episodes we just keep towels handy. Oh That's yeah. Well mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anyway. Like Alan Tudyk is not my normal body type. Oh, but good. he's also Alan Tudyk. Right. <laughs> it, yeah, he, he yep, he can hit it. And Tyler Levine has all the consent. Oh, yeah. All of it. I will do things I won't like normally my, do for other people. My wedding I ring will... has been on since, like, 2011. Like, <laughs> we in this for the long haul. We are. <laughs> oh, uh, so the two do catch up with the college students, giving them dirty stares. Excuse me. Slack-jawed stares. Just kind of uh, driving by. The most hilarious thing. For cutting them off and speeding, which was misinterpreted by the students as a threat because the kids are dumb. They are dumb. They are fucking stupid. But they also look like any inbred backwoods um, killer you have seen in this slasher is, movies. And young, so the fun begins of this, this movie. young fucking Frankenstein meets, like, wrong turn. It's like the yeah. best thing. Oh, God. Uh, Naomi says they forgot to bring the beer, and the college students panic and stop at a store. At the store, Chad and Allison walk into, inside to see Tucker speaking with the store clerk, and the two give each other a stare-off, with Chad and Allison believing that they are intimidating them. But in reality, the two hillbillies are intimidated by the teenagers. <laughs> Allison browses the store and catches Dale on the other side of the shelf, who becomes frightened and turns around. He's such a shy little baby. He's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> I just want to hug him. You want to protect him from the evils of this world. I like those teenagers. Bless Bless you. you. Sorry. That's all right. Um, Chloe then then Okay. Chloe then goes and confesses to Allison that the place is creepy, and she agrees. After the two leave... Who wrote this? Jesus fuck. After the two leave... And Chad purchases beer. Tucker and Dale, who are both munching away at pickled eggs. Oh, ah, no, thank you. In the middle of the summer. Hard, hard pass. But at least it's not like the beet juice eggs. So they're not like cut, yeah. turning their hands pink, reaching into that jar. For some reason, that's better for me than for, pickled eggs. For gas in your hand is what that is. Well, no, they're still pickled eggs. They're just I colored know, with beet juice. But I just, oh. oh, so many pickled things in Malaysia, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, it is popular. Um, are putting the supplies in their truck. Dale, who has an inferiority complex, (laughs) begins staring at the college girls. Oh, just, just, I can't. 
There are no words to describe the adorableness of his just empty face. Just open mouth. Uh, just... You just want to like rub his cheeks and hold I, him like a teddy I bear. I know. It's like, <sighs> close your mouth, honey. You're attracting flies. It's okay. Um, just... <laughs> but you've already got Queen Bee. You do? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Uh, particularly Allison, and feels that girls like them cannot mix well with guys like himself. Tucker tries to uplift his friend's spirits, who wrote this, and advises him to go talk to the girls, telling him to just smile and laugh when he gets nervous. <laughs> that is the worst fucking advice. Oh, man. Ugh. No one, no one, no one has ever accused either of them of being smart. No, they no. haven't. But I will also say that I have behaved exactly as Tucker has acted. Oh, I have too. Just, I, ah, you, you, uh, I like food. Bye. <laughs> Do you like bread? <laughs> I've got French loaf. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I get so nervous. I am right there with him. Uh Dale, while holding a bushwhacking scythe, oh, approaches the girls and attempts to strike up a conversation, oh, laughing nervously while doing so. This easily, and of course, <laughs> terrifies the girls, which makes Chad step in and scare off the nervous hillbilly. Oh my god. This poor Tucker. <laughs> That poor sweet baby. Um, I was just like, oh, you poor thing. Just c- come to daddy. <laughs> oh, let, me con- let me console you. Sweet, sweet oh. Dale. He just wants to have My a girlfriend. And, and yeah. other parts. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, dude, I have been right there. And along with the <laughs> idiot friend giving me bad advice about how to talk to people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello, uh, have you just stereotyped the entire gay community? Pretty much. <laughs> oh my god, stop giving your friends bad advice. Just like, okay, be yourself is fine. Yeah, be honest. Yeah, be Look a- like your pictures. Hi, I'm nervous talking. Yes, and please fucking look like your goddamn pictures. Or have a picture. Right. Growler bitches. If you cut off your face <laughs> on your picture, I don't know if I want to do you because your face is what's going to make me most attracted to you. Post your fucking picture. If you can't, if you don't want to post your picture because of work, at least have it in your privates. Pictures. Your private pictures. I knew um, what you meant. Yeah. The gay bears knew what you meant. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> but, no, seriously. I don't know what you look like. I don't know if I want you to bone me. That's how it works, kids. Show me a picture. Or, at the very fucking least, if you spark up a conversation... Send me a picture. This is me. This is me. And I then, have to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> Gay friends giving you bad advice talking to people. <laughs> Gay friends giving you bad advice talking to people. Any friends. I had my first boyfriend for a whopping week mm-hmm. because of bad advice from friends right you should date this one well why well he's on the football team and he doesn't have a girlfriend and you want a boyfriend that's okay the worst reason. yeah and then it was just a week of not speaking 
Mm. Honestly, that sounds like an ideal relationship. It was the week of that's me to this guy, and he looked like a foot. Oh. And, uh, you know, I ended up breaking up with him via note because he told the football team that we did things we did not do. Yeah. So it was just a nightmare wow. from beginning to end. A, there was no upside. There, there, was, there was legitimately no upside. Wow. No upside at all. Speaking of football players from high school, Moose, if you hear this, call me. Oh, my anyway, God. Um... But no, um, friends no, that is... are just trying to be friends. They are. He had good intentions. Yeah. And he paved that whole road to hell. He did. And, <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> used, and he's used to be in the brains of the operation. You can tell. And thank yeah. God that somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. But, <laughs> but it, it, it ain't working. No. It Note ain't that working. Tucker is also single. Yeah. <laughs> and I and they're on their way. <laughs> To their summer home. <laughs> summer home. Summer home. Oh my god. They're gonna uh, fix it no, up. Seriously. Make it real nice. Yeah, they oh my god. Drive, drive up those property values. <laughs> Damn boy. You need a cold shower? I got some <laughs> ice mean? in this cup. <laughs> There's a reason I gave him the little pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Big piggy. <laughs> but no. No, stop giving your friends bad advice. Just no. If you're going to go talk to someone, you can let them know I am nervous. If, if I say something dumb, please just let me know. And, and uh, just don't just. <laughs> and I assure up. you, I will be considering it for the next twenty years. Exactly, <laughs> I will feel worse about it than you ever will, unless I, uh, unless your friend, unless the advice you're giving the friend that you're giving advice to, is an actual serial killer, and you're trying to keep him from doing that. Stop giving your friends dating advice. Anyway, <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> oh no. It's related to the movie. They thought they were serial killers. How is anything to do with serial killing dating advice? <laughs> I mean, when you think of like Ted Bundy and friggin' Jeffrey Dahmer, who got their victims through dating, well, come back to my house. Yeah, th- being personable, flirting, right? But that's not what you charismatic. said. Charismatic. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer was totally out for the D and then the B. Brains. Okay. (laughs) I feel like I'm watching a TV show. (laughs) No, Jeffrey Dahmer was like totally out to find a boyfriend and then when they didn't like him, he drilled a hole into their head and poured acid in there to kind of lobotomize them into loving him. And then he ate them. Because Jeffrey Dahmer apparently got really bad dating advice. (laughs) That works. I don't think that anyone just told him to do that. I mean, probably. (laughs) Except for the voices. Well, but they're dicks. (laughs) The voices are always dicks. Never listen to the voices. All right, we're moving on. The college students continue on their road trip while Tucker and Dale drive to their newly acquired vacation home, <laughs> which the two were dreaming of getting. All the while, Tucker continues giving advice to Dale. Stop it! Stop it. First off, you two are sharing a vacation home. You two are dating. Uh, second, 
uh, the advice he's giving him that life is short. You gotta go after what you want. He then drops his beer upon his lap, and Dale goes down to clean it up. Which was the hottest thing? Here, here's my drink. Yeah. You need, you need a sippy sip. You need to calm down. You need to cool. You need yeah. ice cold beverage. Tucker is a bottom. <laughs> Suddenly, a cop car is following them, which Tucker slightly panics and pulls over while Dale, struggling to get free, finally pulling himself up without his shirt on. <laughs> As the cop reaches their window, wearing the cap that says giver. By the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was entirely Levine's idea. He chose that. <laughs> um,. Tucker hands him his temporary license as he lost his, and a new one is being delivered via mail. The cop begins interrogating the two and asks where they're headed. Tucker states that they're heading to their new vacation home <laughs> in the woods. The cop warns them to stay away from that place as dangerous things happen there and tells them that they have a busted taillight before leaving. The two finally reach their cabin, which they call a fixer-upper. It Seemingly, sure was. What well, yeah. is... Fixer Upper does not cover. <laughs> We're talking like, have you seen the Money Pit with the, Shelley no. Long and Tom Hanks? The cabin that God forgot. That's mm. what it is. Yeah, Th- this it's is... like the Evil Dead cabin, but after all yeah. the shit happened, right? Yeah, <laughs> about twenty years after all. Right. That oh yeah. Happened. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> seemingly impressed by the shoddy wooden house, the two go inside to see bones hanging from the ceiling, which Tucker assumes belong to an archaeologist. <laughs> and here's on the wall, all of which are connected to the Memorial Day Massacre but are ignored by the two friends as they as they as, what? as they caught eye of a coupon instead. Um, I mean, it's close. It's just backwards. I guess it's awful. Because a coupon would have caught their eye. Coupon that would have been fine. <laughs> the cabin is obviously falling apart as when Tucker leans on a pillar, it creaks and a beam of wood with nails poking through the end of it falls. Dale saves Tucker from being impaled through the head and the two agree to fix that as soon as possible. <laughs> Meanwhile, the college students set up camp and are sitting around a campfire. Chuck asks if they all want to hear a scary story, which they all verbally reply, No. Chad then comes in and asks them if they want to hear a real scary story in which the others comply. He begins to, by taking his inhaler because he has asthma. Oh, bless. And starts with the Memorial Day Massacre, which occurred 20 years ago at the very woods they're camping in. Six college students were out partying in the woods until two psychotic hillbillies approached them menacingly. One of them holds a saw blade, which he scratches the back of his neck with. You know, that's... I have 100% done that. That is some toxic masculinity shit. Why are you... Like, why... I was itchy. And I was in fucking ag science. What else was I going to do? Use your fingernails to scratch with, not the saw blade. I couldn't reach it. The saw blade gives my hand more length. Okay. Okay. And it exfoliated. Like, what's the downside? (laughs) I exfoliated with spray paint and you made fun of me. Fuck off, saw blade. Uh, That's a very different thing. Yeah. Very different. I was scratching a part of my back with a saw blade. You had your dick and balls fucking spray painted. (laughs) Like, they were like a trophy for a little bit. 
I was the trophy husband. <laughs> I refuse to feel bad about this. <laughs> so do I. Uh, he flings the saw blade at one of the male students, which cuts through the middle of his head. I don't really know if that would actually happen. No. Probably not. You'd have to throw it super hard. Movie physics. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, Reddit will do the calculations. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the second comes in and approaches a girl who backs away from to a tree and stabs her in the throat. A blonde girl goes running through the woods and falls down a hill, crawling away and hiding behind a log. She's found by one of the killers and watches the as watches as the weapon comes down. The flashback ends with Chad saying there's nobody that nobody's were there no bodies were found. <laughs> and only one lone survivor lived to tell the tale. The whole group I really should have taken the time to edit. <laughs> I was in a hurry, I had to work all day. Sorry, man. Um until the whole group looks mortified until Mike comes in and says there's a lake nearby and asks if they want to go skinny dipping. Relieved by the uh, break in dramatic temp- break in dramatic tension. It says relieved by the dramatic tension. That's what happens with tension. <laughs> no. You don't get relieved by tension. And they all agree. Well. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, possibly. <sighs> anyway. Um. It gets dark, and Tucker and Dale is shown fishing on a boat out on the lake. Dale and Tucker reach in their cooler to see that there's only one beer left, in which Dale gives to Tucker, who then <laughs> advises him to stand up for himself after calling him hopeless. He, they try so hard. They tried. You mean the people who wrote this? Yes. <laughs> Allison prepares to go skinny dipping and hears a noise. Turning around, she sees that it's Chad scaring her with an axe because he's a dick. Who's Chad? Oh, what a dude. Okay, of course. It's, <laughs> it's Chad. All Chads out there, I'm sure there Look, are I, Don't get me wrong. I blame the, the, the nomiker on fucking incels. Mm. But this is something I will gladly co-opt and use there for less go. shitty reasons. Yes, even please, though I'm just If your name's Chad, somebody. just change your name. Just change your name. You should all be Michael now. That's a gay name. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. What? Nothing. <laughs> His name's Michael. <laughs> it was just, sorry, I just picked one out of the blue. <laughs> it's gonna be Michael or Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if they go with the gay name, they might have a better chance of getting laid among their compatriots. Okay. <laughs> because they're not getting I'll laid I'll take your else. word for it. You got real serious. <laughs> <laughs> Just like at the very end of that sentence, I'm like, what, what have I done, Bob? Have <laughs> I insulted you in you, some way? You haven't, but the incels have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all you incel Chad motherfuckers, you're all Michael now, and it's a gay name, so you just go suck yourselves. That's what you do. <laughs> anyway, Honestly, that would solve the problem. It would. Jesus Christ. It would. It's not gay if you're it's an incel. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> She's easily turned off so. by it, but is, but it approached by the drunk Chad, who begins to tell her to drop the act of pretending to be better than everybody. He then confesses that he's glad the two get to spend time together before trying to kiss her. Allison backs away, telling him he's drunk, which he says is a good thing as it lowers his inhibition, <laughs> which is in quotes. <laughs> for some reason 
he then tries kissing her again, which makes Allison push him away again before leaving. Because me too. <laughs> Let's stop there. Oh my god, there's so much to this damn thing. It's so badly written. I really, I, I apologize. <laughs> I know that this is hilarious. It is real funny. It is super funny. But god damn. Why, why nobody on IMDb went to go proofread that shit? You didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but I figured the people on IMDb would have. You think they moderate their shit? <laughs> Apparently they don't. Yeah, they don't do dick unless someone complains. Right. I'm not complaining, IMDb, but fix your shit! Anyway. He complains. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't fix it, because it's fucking hilarious. No, alright, so... So this is where we get the backstory of the cabin. The the vacation home. <laughs> the oh, gay honeymoon. The gay... Seriously. I oh my it. god, you two... I totally do. Every fucking instant of it. Just frame by frame, <laughs> shipping the fuck out of it. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm like, why are neither of you naked? Why? It's, we're totally sexually harassing these actors. Yes. We are objectifying them. Yep. And when you objectify men, it's not wrong, apparently. You can objectify... If you objectify a woman, it's horrible. But if you objectify a man, we just don't care. That's in my in my experience anyway. Tend to be. <laughs> be and, and no, seriously, I've actually read articles on this. Men okay. do not care. I believe you. Men men actually appreciate when they are objectified. I I guess I can kinda understand, I guess. Be, because right? men think they're in charge and when they're being objectified, they're like, Oh, they want me, that means I'm important. Yeah. Men are dicks. <laughs> Well, and we don't have a whole lot of the sexual stigma. Well, true, we do not. We don't have the sexual. I mean, the gays do, but well, yeah, because we're we're horrible and we're going to die. We're going to die and burn in hell. That's what they want us to do. We're not. I'm. I have had a beer, and I'm not even finished with it yet. So anyway, no, this fucking cabin. First off, kids, what? How much did you spend on that shit? I bet it was. Thousands of dollars. Thousands. Only not too many thousands. Uh, on that cabin? <laughs> yeah, no, that was like yeah. a thousand, maybe. Yeah, if, maybe. if they were lucky. Yeah, that... that uh, but, well, I mean, the land 13 bucks. <laughs> Seriously. And a, and a fucking carton of night crawlers. <laughs> you can go fishing with these. They're real good bait. <laughs> Their accent is terrifying. <laughs> No RC, you got per mouth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now squeal, squeal like a pig. Oh man! <laughs> Run! I hear banjos. <laughs> but now uh, this is where you know we're we're definitely laying down the groundwork that yeah, we do not need to be scared of the hillbillies. No, at all. In this particular instance. The ones in the story, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, it's also a story up until this point. Until you see the news cl- newspaper clippings <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Yeah. Which are talking about the exact same thing that Chad is talking about. It shows both sides of that very, very well. It like, does. I was ready for that to feel 
slow or like clunky, but right. Oh no, they were super smooth. Yeah, super smooth with that. Edited really well, uh, you know, because it, you know, you've got the one side where they're trying to convince you all, you know, hillbillies are evil and they're going to rape your children. But also, look at these precious babies. I know. <laughs> I know. Look at these two adorable things that just need cuddles. There you go. But then the Chad. <laughs> the Chad. Chad's got a Chad. Chad's, yeah. Uh, except for the Chad in Charlie's Angels. Even then, he was kind of a Duke. <laughs> kind of a Duke. Dick. Kind of a dick. But that's because he's Tom Green. Oh. I never liked Tom Green in the first Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, the babe, chat is yeah, great. Yeah, the chat, the chat is, great. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, still, Chad. Chad. I'm like, first off, fucking Drew Barrymore, why were you dating him? <laughs> Ugh. I guess I can't fault you for liking what you like, but goddamn. Yeah, I try not to criticize those kinds of things because, like, Claire's back at my dating yeah, history. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I am. I we have standing, all made mistakes. I am standing eight feet in the ground on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, Chad just... First off, why are you carrying an axe to go skinny dipping? Second, why <laughs> are you threatening the girl that you brought here to make out with with an axe while you're going skinny dipping? Third, why aren't you listening when she says no? What I think this f- is just how straight people are. Maybe I guess <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're closer to that world than we are. What do you think? <laughs> pseudo ambassador, no. yeah, pseudo ambassador. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> like it's I got it's zero. Kind of completely believable that like I, a totally heterosexual like I Chad would in fact behave like this. I mean, I know my father yeah. would, but that I, know I mean, he's a dick. You know, everything about everything that Chad does in this entire movie is just a pile of shit. Yes. So, <laughs> so yes, kids, the teenager is, in fact, the villain in this movie. So there's that. Let's go ahead and move forward. This is going to be a long one, kids. Oh, boy, I got some editing to do. Um, all right. So the rest of the students take off their clothes. Not all of their clothes, because apparently they don't know what skinny dipping means. Yeah. And drop into the lake, which captures the attention of Tucker and Dale, who can easily see from a distance a topless Chloe. Topless meaning she's in a bra and panties. Uh, Dale is immediately put off at the thought of being near them, while Tucker tries to row the boat closer to get a better look. Perv. Dale attempts to row the other way until Tucker catches a glimpse of Allison taking off her clothes, saving for save for her bra and panties. There we go. On top of a rock. Dale looks away and tells Tucker to row the boat and calls him a peeping Tom. Allison begins climbing down the rock until Dale accidentally shouts Tucker's name, which prompts her to turn around and slip in fear, hitting her head as she falls down into the lake. Tucker and Dale briefly argue before they realize she isn't getting back up. The two row their boat to the spot where she fell. Dale dives in to save her. From a distance, Chloe sees Dale bringing up an, an unconscious Allison to their boat and screams out in terror. Tucker calls out to the college students, We got your friend! (laughs) (laughs) Taking this as a menacing threat, the students (laughs) run away, which confuses the two hillbillies. Which does not take much. No. Does not take much at all. Not a difficult task. No. Deciding to take the unconscious Allison back to their cabin, 
Hoping that their friends will come back, come by and pick her up in the morning, the two row away. Chad is shown again, drunk, back at the campsite, throwing his axe at a tree as, as target practice. The frightened students tell Chad that they saw the two hillbillies take Allison away. He picks up his axe and runs to the shore, but it's too late as the two hillbillies carry the girl off into the fog. The next morning, Allison wakes up with a bandage wrapped around her head, wrapping around her head. Dazed and confused upon looking inside the cabin, she spots the bones and a mean-looking one-eyed dog across the oh, room. The baby. Dale then comes in, which terrifies the young girl and panics the shy hillbilly, who only came in to give her pancakes. Oh, Assuming she didn't like them, he goes back to make something else. No babies. I know. He's so cute. He wanted to feed you pancakes. <laughs> he brought them in on a tray and everything. Feed me pancakes. Right, please. I, you know what? Fuck my pancreas. Feed me all the pancakes you want. <laughs> um, I don't think he's getting all the way to the pancreas. Pro- huh? Think about it. True. <laughs> I don't care. He can try all he wants. Anyway. Trying uh, is important. True. Yes. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, the college students are discussing what they thought they saw when Allison was being carried away, with Chuck saying that it looked like one of them was eating her face. <laughs> <laughs> An obvious misinterpretation of CPR. God, these kids are dumb. They are dumber than the hillbillies. Well, they're they're oh. prejudiced. They are. They're prejudiced also, yes. in a prejudice big freaking way. Yeah. 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 Mm. Naomi then suggests calling the police, which Chad disagrees with. Yep. Because <laughs> Chad, seeing it as a chance to fight evil without rules or regulations, remarking it's... Not nothing. how that works. No, <laughs> that is called vigilantism, and it is against the law. Batman is against the law as much as I love the bat. Vigilantism. He says wearing a Batman shirt. Uh, yes, I am. Wearing a bat bat shirt. Cute. Yes. Um, it is against the law, kids. Do not take the law into your own hands. Um, remarking it's us against them. Uh, Chuck volunteers to take his father's truck to find help, which Chad is put off by. What the fuck? But says he can leave if he wants to. Chuck runs off, much to Chloe's dismay. God. So, I mean, yeah, there's, we haven't passed a lot here. There's not a whole no. lot has happened. The funny hasn't the funny really hasn't started. No. God, these kids are fucking dumb. Yeah. Were we ever this stupid? I 100% was, and not okay. long enough ago. <laughs> I... I think we all were. I think so. And I feel that if I was in this situation... um as an adult and uh, had experienced the, the hillbillies up to this point, I too would be a little reticent of them. Reticent? Sure. Not yes. because. Not like ax hunting. Not, yeah. Not <laughs> ax hunting. No. no. Um, just, uh, you know, just like, I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to keep yeah. my distance. But it, if they said, we got your friend, I would I would go and investigate. Uh, I would go to investigate. the police. Yeah. I would go to the police. I'm not going to the people that say they got my friend and 
and or maybe I would just yell back and I would say, "Why? <laughs> Why you got my friend?" <laughs> and then they would respond, "She hurt herself falling off a rock," and then I would be okay. Yeah, because I'd also don't I'm, think I would mistake uh, CPR for face eating. Right, I'm <laughs> automatically going to go after cannibalism after Florida bath salts, <laughs> like. It's a way easier bar to jump over. <laughs> yeah, but... And, and I'm just saying that it wouldn't be the last thing that I would think of. It wouldn't be the last thing, but it wouldn't be the first either, It might man. be the first thing. It no, depends on what I see. I mean, it depends <laughs> on what I've been smoking, too. But, no, I'm not immediately going to go to cannibalism, man. <laughs> no! Jesus, fuck! Alright, no, no, alright. Going up, moving on. Sure, when someone green does it, it's revolutionary. <laughs> but I say that somebody might be eating somebody, and suddenly I'm the Antichrist. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm. oh, fucking A. This grapefruit shandy by Lyndon Kugels is delicious, and they should pay me for saying that. But they won't. Probably not. <laughs> they appreciate your money, though. I'm sure they do. Well, in a very small way. We didn't buy it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jason spots the cabin around the corner and alerts his friends. They all fear approaching the cabin because they went straight to cannibalism. <coughs> Save for Mitchell, who claims that they may not actually be psycho killers. Chloe then suggests he should just walk up and knock on their door, which Mitchell snarks at but re- reveals he's also afraid. Back in the cabin... Dale returns with eggs and bacon and gives it to Allison. The two talk for a while, in which Dale says that the cabin is Tucker's new vacation home. And I will never say it. Not like that. Um, Introduces himself and the mean one-eyed dog named Jangers. 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 Who is actually sweet and tender. Sweet baby. Sweet little baby. He tells her she hit her head after she slipped into the lake and Tucker and Dale rescued her from drowning. He then says her friends ran off, which he takes as an immediate reaction to a sudden crisis and hopes they'll return to pick her up. (laughs) Throughout their conversation, Dale shows his anxiety from talking to a high-class woman and attempts to clean the place up. Allison asks if there's anything fun to do in the meantime, which Dale suggests suggests a board game trivia up. That's fun for me. In which Dale suggests a board game trivia Uh, so the conversation between those two is super cute it's super adorable it's like oh yes we know you're a neurotic mess talking to women she's perfectly fine she's a little confused you're helping her out and feeding her she eventually gets to be okay and wants to play a board game with you now you can talk to her at all like normal like it's fine Uh back to the college kids Chad, Mitchell, Mike, and Todd play rock. Chad and other Chads. I know. (laughs) Chad and other Chads play rock, (laughs) including Black Chad, which knew. Play rock, paper, scissors to send one of their own to the cabin to investigate. Mitchell loses. He fearfully approaches the cabin while Tucker prepares a chainsaw to cut through some wood. He looks up and spots Dale and Allison playing the board game and having fun, which he enviously claims, damn, Romeo. (laughs) <laughs> and begins cutting through the wood, not knowing a beehive is hiding within, <laughs> which he accidentally cuts through. 
The bees swarm Tucker, which prompts him to swing his chainsaw madly and run from them. Mitchell spots this and mistakes this as being attacked because it is pretty much the exact choreography from the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is. Yes. Um, I don't he chainsaw yells, a bee. I, I don't because bees need to survive. He yells, but being able to hit something that small would just be kind of hilarious. That's why like miniature things in D&D are hit at a penalty. Like a yeah. minus five, man, to smack a bee. It's insane. Don't uh, smack bees. Don't smack bees. Wasps, on the other hand. No, destroy, destroy them. Destroy, <laughs> burn it, kill them with fire. Um, he okay, yells at his... He yell, seriously. <laughs> Those Japanese hornets also. Nope. Nope. This fucking big. No, thank you. Nope. Nope. Uh, Mitchell yells at his friends to run before running off into the woods himself with Tucker following. The two run deep until they both turn to brief... Run deep. <laughs> Until they both turn to briefly look at each other before Mitchell runs straight into a tree branch, which impales him through his gut. Which. Not necessarily possible unless it's super fucking sharp. It depends on where it hit him. When you're running, I don't think anyone can physically run themselves into something and impale themselves. Probably not all the way through, but you, you can get you can get. I suppose you could entered. if you really try. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, just again, like, it depends on where it hit you. Like if it's in the tummy where there's no like bone there. Well, yeah, like but, chest, no. But also from just like a a bodily reaction, a physical like you'd try un- to stop involuntary reaction. You're gonna stop. Yeah. Oh, I feel something poking me. You're going to stop. So anyway, whatever. Uh, A dying Mitchell spots a lone bee hovering near him and has a look of realization before dying. Saddest death in the show. Seriously, because he's just like, he panics. He knows what the hell's going on eventually. Yeah. Just doesn't stop running in time. No. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Allison and Dale continue their game of trivia, which Dale reveals that he has a weird brain in which he's extremely dumb, but can remember everything he hears. He's got a trivia trivia brain. That's, I have a that... trivia brain. Mm-hmm. You can remember it's shit. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Allison remarks that he isn't dumb, and that makes him quite brilliant, uh, telling him that there's a difference between education and intellect. She tells Dale that she plans on getting a bachelor's degree in psychology. There's a lot of unnecessary fucking detail in this thing. Kind of building the little yeah, relationship. It's, yeah, yeah. it's character building and yeah. bonding. Wow. Well, I'm just talking in this description. Uh, she admits that it's a dumb dream, but Dale professes that dreams aren't dumb and supports her. Tucker then comes in swollen-faced and angry at Dale Salt for not business. He goes... <laughs> <laughs> Dale, my <will. laughs> uh, uh, By the way... <laughs> uh, Angry at Dale for not helping him, he goes to the cooler to wash his face with beer as Dale goes to take out the stingers. Washing his face with beer was Tudyk's idea. Tudyk brought that to the table. He tells Allison that he saw his her friend out there running away, which he assumed must be because he was allergic to bees. <laughs> <laughs> Allison tries to go out there and find them, but Dale tells her to rest and that both Tucker and himself will go find them. The college students find Mitchell's body hanging from the branch and see it as a warning from the hillbillies to stay out of their woods. 
This provokes Chad even further into insanity by breaking Chloe's phone and throwing his ass, <laughs> which nearly hits Jason. What the fuck, dude? Angry white man. I know. <laughs> huh. They then hear Tucker and Dale approaching and hide behind a tree. They listen in on a conversation of Dale beating Allison at a game of trivia and mistakes it as him torturing their friend. Tucker then called out, College kids! Which terrifies them. <laughs> it would terrify me. I know. That face I know. screaming college, college kids. That's uh, a lot. Get off my lawn. That's a lot. It yeah, is. There's, there's a lot going on there, yeah. <laughs> He repeatedly calls them out louder until the two decide to leave them a message with Chad's axe in case they return. Dale engraves a message onto the log and leaves behind the axe. When the coast is clear, the college kids walk up to the message. We got your friend. <laughs> love this movie. I love this Messaging. So much. I love this movie so much. What? The... Uh, this is, I mean, seriously, kids. This is, it's right up there. It's right up there. It's in my top five. It's in my top five. At the cabin, Tucker is chipping away wood via the wood chipper while Dale digs a hole for the outhouse. Allison, who refashioned Dale's clothes to fit her, approaches him and volunteers to help out, which Dale refuses, but is surprised to see the high-class college girl able to dig out a, dig out. Digging dig a shitter, sh- uh, dig the shitter hole. Digging a outhouse hole. She confesses she grew up on a farm and had to work there. The college students return, hiding behind some bushes, and see Allison digging away at the hole. While Dale watches in amazement, they quickly assume she is digging her own grave. <laughs> Todd holds his spear, Chad readies his axe, and Mike prepares his pocket knife. Size issues. He's working with what he's got. I know. <laughs> You've never watched this movie? No, many times. You can smoke outside. Sorry. Um, God, I might have to stop taping and take <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, they split into three groups of Mike, Chloe, and Naomi going after Tuck. Three groups? Two. No, wait. Three groups, okay. Mike, Chloe, and Naomi going after Tucker. Todd going after Dale. And Chad and Jason remain where they are. Once they all get into position, Chad makes his call to charge, which catches Dale's attention. And he sees Chloe and Naomi from a distance. He calls out to them as Allison hears Todd charging at Dale with a makeshift, ooh, makeshift spear. She calls out Dale's name, which makes him turn to see Todd before accidentally knocking Allison out with his shovel. Slipping into the outhouse hole next to an unconscious Allison, Todd then trips on a branch, flings the spear next to Dale, and falls onto it. As this is occurring, (laughs) Mike sneaks behind Tucker, still casually throwing wood into the wood chipper, and takes out his pocket knife. He flings forward like a fucking dumbass. (laughs) Prepared to stab him, but timed it wrong when Tucker bent down to pick up another log and falls headfirst into the wood chipper. Tucker panics as blood spurts out and splatters all over Chloe. He grabs a hold of the legs, tries to pull Mike out, but to no avail. The machine shuts down and a frightened Tucker ignorantly asks, Are you okay? (laughs) Or frustratingly kicking the machine. Oh my god, it gets better. Dale, covered in Todd's blood, 
cabin with an unconscious Alan and panics at what he just saw. Tucker, yeah. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> Tucker follows, covered in Mike's blood. The two panic and contemplate that the college students must be some sort of psychotic suicide cult. <laughs> and run, running around the woods, killing themselves. They hide all the sharp objects in hopes of avoiding any more needless deaths. <laughs> Dale suggests calling the cops, but Tucker claims that it'll only bring more trouble as it can label the two as killers, adding that only a moron would believe college kids are killing themselves on their property. Tucker then suggests... It's reasonable. It is absolutely it reasonable. absolutely reasonable. Holy shit. The most reasonable thing that has happened so far. <laughs> Don't call the cops. Okay. They'll think we did it. Right, exactly. Seriously, I mean... Uh, not that not calling the cops is a great option there. Right, right. I mean, did they even have a phone at this point? Because no, even got, the college kids don't. I they don't have think... the cell phones. No, they destroyed the one they had. They yeah. destroyed the one that you know that they had. True, true. But, oh my god. Uh, were we ever this dumb? I No, I don't think anyone is this dumb, and that's why it's so fucking funny to watch Man, i have stories because i don't know <laughs> I've, I've come dangerously close to that line like sometimes sometimes i'm real pretty <laughs> real pretty is one thing pretty enough to throw yourself into a wood chipper though <laughs> yeah i don't know i've done some like really unbelievable things oh shit oh god no damn these kids Ah, oh, they're all idiots. All right, we are taking a long time. This is fuck me. Hang on a second. Holy shit, we're already an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna cut through a whole lot of bullshit, kids. Okay, so fun are, bullshit. Fun bullshit. I know it sucks that that I have to do this. Um. All right, so Chuck comes back to the cop. Cop ends up going into the house, leans on that goddamn thing, gets a nail, head full of nails. Comes out, scares the kids again. <laughs> walks out of, the walks cabin, out of the cabin. Is talking. Right. Gets in the car. Gets in the car. <laughs> with the freaking board <laughs> in his head. Right. Uh, uh, Chuck is in the passenger seat. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, fuck. Wait, 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 wait. Tucker comes out with the truth. The college kids are psychos and they're killing themselves all over their property. And afraid Dale begins to blabber out that Allison, who's inside their bedroom, is unconscious, can tell him for it's frustrates. Frust- Tucker, uh, make, Sheriff makes is suspicious words. What I can, stroke? Are you, like, I do we need to call somebody? I, possibly. I don't <laughs> know. I am just trying to go through this as fast as I fucking can. I'm starting to like genuinely get concerned. I'm concerned too. It's fine. Oh God. So cop goes into the cabin to see Allison. Cop ends up with head full of nails. Um. Let's see. Discovers that she's not brain dead. Will recover. Um, tells the two that he warned them about the woods. Tells them to stay away. Confesses that the two could be taken in for involuntary manslaughter if they're lucky. And as he's saying this, that's when he gets the head full of nails. Um, <coughs> Sheriff gets to his car as Tucker, Dale, and the college kids look on in fear and attempts to call for help via the radio before he falls over dead. Um <laughs> Naomi, Chloe, and Jason panic from the back seat because they're locked inside the cop car. <laughs> Chuck from the passenger seat spots the sheriff's gun, runs outside to shoot at the hillbillies, 
but the gun isn't firing. Dale, in a panic, suggests that the safety might still be on. Chuck, like an idiot, turns the barrel towards himself for the safety and shoots himself in the head. Goodbye, Gun Chuck. safety, kids. Right, oh. gun fucking safety. I don't like guns, and even I'm like, that's real <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Chuck yells at the kids to be more careful as Chad comes in from behind, picks up the gun, and starts shooting at them. Uh, Tucker blames Dale for the situation they're in. Dale responds by saying that they shouldn't have gone fishing, which he confesses to hate. This Tucker hurts Tucker's feelings. Uh, more shots are fired until they hear Janger outside. Tucker asks mm. that they have to go rescue Janger. Um, Damn right. If you shoot my dog, I, I, I get real mad. <laughs> <laughs> that poor baby. Oh, just don't shoot his dog. He'll, he'll get real mad. Oh, fuck. Uh, Tucker then comes up with a plan to have Dale use the nail gun to create a distraction while Tucker himself goes outside to free Jenger. The two make their move as Dale shoots the nail gun close to the kids but not at them. Tucker runs around from behind and uses camouflage to reach Jenger as both Dale and Chad shoot at each other. Tucker successfully reaches Jenger as Chad runs out of bullets and threatens Dale's dog. Tucker frees Jenger but is caught by the ignorant kids. <sighs> Tucker runs at We've already got this part. Uh, he hides behind a log, much like the woman in the Memorial Day Massacre, attempts to camouflage. It worked until Chad spots him, knocks him out with a punch. Moments later, Tucker wakes up to see himself dangling upside down from a tree. He remarks to them, what the hell is wrong with you kids? Fair <laughs> <laughs> enough question. I know, which provokes Chad, who tells Jason to hold him steady and says that Tucker is pure evil before proceeding to chop off his finger for their fallen friends. <sighs> nope. That's one thing that I do not like. I don't like watching, like, fingernail stuff. I don't like yeah. watching yeah. eye stuff. And don't cut off a finger. Just... Nope. Nope. So Allison wakes up to, to see Dale wiping her head and covered in blood. She asks what happened. Dale can't tell her because he's in shock and anxiety. Uh, she calms him down. Dale then asks if her friends are crazy before telling her <laughs> that they've been killing themselves, then tried to kill Tucker and himself before then trying to kill his dog. She then remembers Todd running at them with a spear and begins to look confused. Dale says that her friends seem to enjoy killing in panic <laughs> when the door starts banging. She calms him down by saying her friends would never hurt anybody, but then hears Chad scream, Die, hillbilly! <laughs> from the outside! She goes out to check and sees the corpses of the sheriff and her friends and is repulsed. Uh, repulsed. She looks down to see a bloodied cloth on the doorstep. Allison's come back, comes back in, and Dale recognizes the cloth uh, belonging to Tucker's shirt. They unwrap it to see two bloody fingers and a note. The, now, the note now says, Now we got your friend. Try and get him back. Jesus. This is like... You ever seen a comedy of errors? <laughs> yeah. This is totally that, except there's no twins involved. <laughs> uh, by the way, the best version of A Comedy of Errors is done by the Flying Karamazov Brothers. If you can find it, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. They're jugglers. It's a troupe of jugglers and circus performers performing A Comedy of Errors. It is the best thing. Uh, Love it. Oh, it's fucking like a drag queen playing the abbess. No. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
Where are we? Dale musters up his courage, decides to go out and save Tucker. He grabs a machete, prepares to walk out. Allison tries to stop him, saying they shouldn't instigate things, and defends her friends by saying they, that they must be trying to protect her. Dale gets offended and asks why they would think such things. Allison confesses it's because he's a hillbilly, and both her and her friends misjudged him. Dale seems to accept this, and it depresses him. Before he departs, he asks Allison to tell her friends that he's harmless and never wanted to hurt anybody. My poor baby. Poor baby. Poor the baby. Oh, Tyler. All the consent. Dale goes out into the woods, calling out Tucker's name and holding his machete. He comes across puddles of blood in Tucker's hat and sees the corpse of Mitchell, still dangling from the branch. <laughs> Shaken, Dale presses onward when he hears Tucker responding to his calls. Uh, he sees Tucker hanging upside down and approaches him. As he's walking, Dale, Tucker tells him it's a trap, and Dale accidentally sets it off. Thankfully, he stood still, and the makeshift spear only cut through his pants leg. He's like, thank God I'm not hung like a bear. What are you? Well, yeah. <laughs> We're not size queens here. It's fine. <laughs> His package is nice. Yeah, it is. He has pictures of him in his underwear on the internet. He does. Yeah, they're lovely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm responding to a friend who's like, "We have a we have a patio party," and I'm like, "Cool, we're we're taping. We'll be there after shortly, shortly." Okay, there. <laughs> All right. Ha. <sighs> He cuts down Tucker, who falls headfirst onto the ground and comments that their vacation sucks. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really talked. God damn. When we say they're on their honeymoon, it's only kind of a joke. Yeah, only kind of. Only kind <laughs> of. Oh, shit. These two. I mean, the college students are fucking oblivious and prejudiced as fuck. <laughs> Definitely, yes. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's one thing... You know, having watched Deliverance to understand the joke about, you know, keep, you know, paddle faster, I hear banjos. I get it. <laughs> right. I get it. But it's not remotely the truth. No. I mean, there are some down, there are some, I'm sure, horrible people that live in the hills. I get it. That's fine. You know, and possibly even some actual, like, evolutionary atavisms. I get that. That's totally fine. But... Hillbillies are still human beings. They're people. Treat them like people. They're not automatically going to, like, skin you and eat your face. It's not going to happen. It's just inefficient. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) When the skin can be used for other things, it's fine. The skin is just not that tasty unless you're making chicharrones out of it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no, dude. Seriously, stop being like prejudiced toward hillbillies. This is not a real thing. But since Deliverance, and you know, we've we've gotten that trope of the oh, yeah. hillbilly, which can be done really well, like in Wrong Turn, the first one. Don't pay attention to any of the others, right? Oh my, God. or like in Hatchet, right? Hatchet was amazing. Yes. Um, plus, you got that whole voodoo thing going on there. It's really done really well. Yeah, but yeah. Why? All right, first off, <laughs> seriously, kids. Um, I have a mustache hair in my mouth. Um, 
They didn't try to hurt you. If they were trying to hurt you, they would have come after all of you. Not just the one. And they didn't and they wouldn't have told you, we have your friend. Yeah, no, they would have just left. Yeah. They would have just left. Nobody would have known. Unless they were crazy hillbillies who wanted to toy with the teenagers, which is exactly where their heads went. Yeah. Yeah. This is know, written, very, the, 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 the teenagers come from a point of view of they've seen too many horror movies. These are very white people in horror movies. Yes, very they much are. so. They really are. Yeah, it, it, these are very the Griswolds in Detroit. Yes. It, it, prejudice is wrong, kids. <laughs> so, oh my God. All right, so mm-hmm. night comes and Chad and Naomi sneak into the cabin looking for Allison, who literally just wants to have a fucking therapy session. Yeah. Oh, at this God. point, uh, they creep in, see her standing in the bedroom, whisper to her. When they're notified that no one else is home, they calm down and speak normally. Chad asks her what they did to her, which she replies that, uh, to which she replies that she's perfectly fine, and this has been a huge misunderstanding. Uh, Chad ignores this and proceeds to burn the cabin down <laughs> because Stockholm syndrome. They think she's got Stockholm syndrome. Which, spoiler alert, cannot develop after, what, a day? day? No. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome is after weeks, months yeah. of mistreatment. Fuck, man. Allison yells at him to stop and that it's their vacation home. <laughs> Chad becomes enraged and tries to persuade Allison to talk her to Evil. Chad becomes enraged. Right. That's all of fucking That's the world entire history. Movie. Yeah, it's... Right. And what else is new? <laughs> yeah, <sighs> Uh, Naomi makes a comment that Allison developed Stockholm Syndrome, which angers Chad. Seriously, it's like, what? A day? No. That's not how that works. <laughs> he questions Allison on whether whether or not she has truly fallen in love with Dale, and then lunges at her with his axe until Tucker and Dale rush in to save her. They both prepare to lunge at each other with their weapons until Allison calms them down and sways them Sways them to calm down, sit, and drink tea. Tucker <laughs> makes a sarcastic remark that he'll bring out the finger sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker's been through the most. Yeah. Okay. What he, with the bees? Yeah, with the bees yeah. and the wood chipper. Yeah, he he is and the puppy to be beaten. The, in this the movie. getting hit over the head and dangled and getting yeah. fingers chopped off. He's got. He's been through it. So yeah. if he wants to be a little bitchy, right. I allow that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it has been earned. It's been very much earned. Yeah. Chad asks her if it's chamomile tea or chamomile, however you pronounce that. And Both are that, accepted. Yeah. Says that he cannot drink it if it is as it'll harm his asthma. She says it's Earl Grey. After serving tea, she begins the therapy session. <laughs> Chad complies and begins his, uh, begins talking about things way back before he was born 20 years ago during the Memorial Day Massacre. His parents were among the partying college kids. The blonde woman who ran away was the lone survivor of the massacre. She was brought back to the camp where she was lied next, where she lied next to her lover, Chad's father, who didn't know she was pregnant with Chad and reached for a knife in the toolbox next to her with it. She tried freeing him when one of the hillbillies tried grabbing her, blah, blah, blah. Mom was raped by a hillbilly. Blah, blah. <laughs> She eventually birthed Chad and had to be institutionalized afterwards. He heard the story from his grandmother. Boo-hoo. Wah-wah. So sad. 
This explains not why you're a dick, dude. <laughs> not you, even a little. You can have a tragic backstory and not be an ass. You can. Huh. As the flashback ends, Dale defends himself by saying that uh, they they were much too young to be part of such an event and says that he's harmless, <laughs> saying that he can't even hurt a fish. Thank you. Right? Voice of reason. Right. <laughs> huh. Oh, yeah, math. Right. Like... <laughs> Jason and Chloe sneak around to a window claiming that if Chad and Naomi had not returned in 15 minutes, the two of them would charge in. Why? Oh, God. Right. Allison asks about how both of them feel about telling their stories, and Dale admits he feels better. Suddenly, Jason barges in with a weed whacker who narrowly dodges... uh, Charging towards Tucker, who narrowly dodges the spinning blades. Jason accidentally strikes Naomi's face and begins mutilating her. Chad throws the table forward into Dale and tries hacking at him with an axe, only to be punched by Tucker. Chad grabs the lit, the lit lamp and throws it at the two, but misses and accidentally catches Jason's leg. Um, begins to panic with Tucker and Dale, advising him to stop, drop, and roll. Chloe grabs a jar, tries to douse the fire, only to ignite Jason even further because it's fucking moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> or kerosene, one of the two. Either, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. Flammable. Yeah. Flammable And they're fluids. like, don't, no, don't, don't do that. She, not listening. None of these kids are listening. And I swear to God, this is like, okay, the stupid people uh, that are adults have already gone through this for you and are telling you to stop. So you <laughs> this is life lessons writ large, kids. Don't do it. When the when the adults say don't, don't. Probably. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. <laughs> It's not a <laughs> universal rule. Right. <sighs> he flings himself around madly and finally falls over, burning to death and igniting the gasoline Chad was pouring moments earlier. Shocked, oh Chloe lights a cigarette next to the piles of gas cans, which Dale admits that he should have moved earlier. <laughs> Tucker, Dale, and Allison make a run for it, followed by Chad, but is held by Naomi, who's begging for his help. The cabin explodes as the three narrowly make it out, killing Jason, uh, Chloe, Chad, and Naomi all at once. God damn it, they deserved it. All of it. Oh yeah, I was not even a little sad. No. Just as things calm down, Chad emerges with half of his body burned. Uh, The three run to the pickup truck, try to start the truck as Chad slowly limps toward them, axe in hand. They get it started and drive away. As Dale mocks the college kids, he loses his focus and drives into a tree. (sighs) I am skipping straight to this. Uh, Tucker is like stuck in the woods, injured, blah, blah, blah. Dale and Allison and the dog run away. They end up at the lumber mill, which was at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Chad gets Allison. He straps her to a log, a la fucking Snidely. Dudley do right. Dudley do right (laughs) bullshit. Does that really. You, you wanted to bone the girl, and now you just want to split her in half. Well, she's unclean now. Of course, now, because she loves the hillbilly. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, yeah, he, and, and in the process of... It, it's, it's, the, it's the physical representation of, text, uh, of like toxic dudes texting, Hey, hey, girl. Hey, right. want to talk? Fuck you, you fat bitch. <laughs> right. You'll talk to me? Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> in the span of like two minutes. And, and then, which <laughs> is the face which flipping. from from my experience is roughly how long that takes. Yeah, from the much. first hey to fuck you, you fat bitch. <laughs> If I don't say anything for two minutes, it's immediate aggression. <laughs> I, I have yet to have those dudes on Growler that flip off, flip out if you don't respond Ooh, to them. That's oh, my I've history. A, I've had a bunch of them. <laughs> that is my God. fucking history. And it's always, history. so everyone talks about like how shitty millennials are, and we are. Right. Uh, but it's always the older guys. Yeah. who are like, why the fuck aren't you responding? I'm like, listen, I'm sorry that you're on retirement and bored, but I have a job. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't owe you shit. There we go. If I get to you because I you get seem to like you. a boring fuck and I don't want to talk to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, or because you're... Ugh. Damn it, it's late. It's almost bedtime. Huh. Or, or because like you have no face pick. Or because your you're description Because why? Because racist. none of your business, you yeah, fucker. Sure. Or your shit's racist or transphobic. Yeah. No fats, femmes, or Asians. <sighs> fuck you. Fairly femme here. I will wear that mask for mask shirt know, right? until I die because I it's amazing. <laughs> it is like the gayest shirt I have. Seriously. It's amazing. So, oh God. All right. So Dale gets Allison loose. They find a can of chamomile tea in the office. Yeah, they do. Should not come in cans. Right. Loose leaf tea. Uh, Chet. Chad gains the upper hand until Dale stabs him in the leg with a knife strapped to his boot, then elbows him in the stomach, uh, grabs the ass with a luck- lax with a lucky throw, cuts Allison ropes loose. Blah, blah, blah. Chainsaw, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> sh- sh- uh, looks at a box of old news. Uh, Camille T. shows him an old newspaper. Okay, the headline states that one of the killers of the Memorial Day massacre was caught by some policemen. One of them happened to be the same sheriff back at the cabin. The killer bore a strong resemblance to Chad. <gasps> it is revealed through the article that the survivor was tortured and raped before being freed. <gasps> I know, right? So Chad suddenly emerges at the chainsaw, threatens the two. Dale's knocked to the ground, just as Chad prepared for the killing blow. Dale shows him the newspaper article, says that he too is a hillbilly. <gasps> Refusing to accept this, Allison remarks that he is indeed half hillbilly. Just as Chad is occupied with the newspaper article, Dale attempts to grab hold of the box of chamomile tea. Chad grows angry and proclaims that everything is a lie! <laughs> Fuck you, dude! And lunges forward. The tea powder flings at a Chad. His asthma, asthma acts up. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Dale reveals that he won't be harmed just as Chad steps backwards through a window and falls to the ground. Allison and Dale see for Chad, presumably dead. Night comes as a squadron of cops investigates the mail. A reporter and a cameraman uh, that appeared in the beginning of the film report a mass suicide of college students and a deranged killer that is responsible for it remains at large. Tucker watches this as he recovers in a hospital. Dale comes in, clean and well-groomed, sees how his friend is doing. Tucker reveals that he got his fingers back and is high from prescription medication. <laughs> reveals that one of his fingers looks different. It appears as though they got Chloe's finger with a red-painted nail and mistook it as Tucker's and, mis- and sewed it onto him. Dale brings his friend cold beer with a bendy straw and reveals that he's going out bowling with Allison. Tucker congratulates his, congratulates his friend for overcoming his fear of women. <sighs> At the bowling alley, Allison proves to be a fantastic bowler. One of Dale's friends, BJ, who seeks advice on how, God, on how to get women such as Allison to like him, asks Dale for help, who gives him the same advice Tucker gave two <laughs> days earlier. He directs BJ to go talk to one of the, one, one of the young women playing with her friends not so far away. As he leaves, Allison and Dale are left by themselves. 
Dale gives Allison a gift, a pink helmet that suits her accident-prone nature. Yeah. <laughs> and the two confess love for each other before kissing. In the back, BJ accidentally Aww. knocks out one of the women and tries <laughs> to carry her, but the two continue kissing. The end. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I am so sorry that was so long. I'm not. I tried to read as fast as I could. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode, kids. Oh my god. Well, we had a short at the beginning. We had a short, we did have a short at the beginning, and you did record Malaysia. I did record Malaysia stuff that I can probably cut out. So, there there are a bunch of things that I can cut out. But oh my god, this movie is wonderful. This movie is fucking amazing, and I love every second of it. Yes. I, yes. Can, I've, I can just sit and watch this whenever. Anytime someone wants to watch this movie, is I'm there. I will watch it with you, and I will laugh at everything with you, because this movie is fucking hilarious. Um, like I said, it's in my top five. I, I think it's number four, actually. Like We're talking uh, Carrie, number one, Young Frankenstein, Gremlins, Tucker and Dale. I haven't even decided on number five yet. I think that might be Jaws, even though it terrified me as a child. Have you seen yeah. those Jaws showing parties that are like on the open yes. water? Oh, I want to do that so bad. Oh, I, I wish I could that say I that die. I want to. I would because I, I don't. Do, I want to do it, but I would die. Like I would already be like, can't Damn. stay underwater, and then the movie starts, and then I'd be like, uh oh. <laughs> you realize that my mother, when I was a child, used to like if we were like being wild children, she would put on the Jaws soundtrack oh. to get us to calm down. Oh shit! I was an abused child. <laughs> I read the, I read the novel in third grade and mm-hmm. got pulled into you, the office. They're like, "I don't think that you can read this." And also, it has curse words. I'm like, "Well, if I can't read it, why do you care if there's curse words?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, also, I ass. can read this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I was reading it that Yeah, time. surprise. I was a smartass. <laughs> <laughs> smartass. And then the gifted kid syndrome hit it. Uh, it also, yes. In. Yes. But, oh my God. Okay, please. I have been gabbing. Please, please stop. <laughs> stop talking for a moment. Well, go ahead, I RC. Know, I, I mean, a whole lot of what we your have husband to talk about, it, about this movie. Oh, your God. husband's in this movie. You got to talk about it. Like, it's don't get me wrong. I'm in a polyamorous triad with him and David Harbour. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> we're no, open. No, I won't have to fight. We're open. we're open. <laughs> we share. It's okay. I'm not greedy. <laughs> That's not true. I am, but it's situational. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have had a crush on Tyler Labine since um, Sons of Tucson. Reaper. To be super clear never watched the show but every time the commercial came on i just like stared at him and drooled no one watched sons of tucson i don't think tyler labine watched sons of tucson (laughs) but that was where i first saw him before this and i was just like he looks exactly like a friend of mine who recently deleted facebook so i can't show you a picture as much as i wish i could who looks exactly like him we know a lot of people that look very much like Tyler not, not, not to this level. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. It's it's pretty great. His name is Jason. <laughs> he and I have been theoretically married for like nine years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Stephanie. <laughs> um, I have been... A fan of Tyler Labine for 
longer than I can realize. I can't, I cannot tell you where I first uh, became aware of Tyler Levine. Mine was Reaper. It definitely was. It was definitely before Reaper, but I just cannot, I've like looked at his IMDb. I cannot figure it out for life of me. Alan Tudyk, I have been a fan of his for over 20 years yeah. um, because he is a god among acting men. Mm-hmm. He is a treasure. He is. And uh, <laughs> I think about something that he's done almost every day. Right. <laughs> Mostly because you never knew he did it. Yeah. For real. Uh-huh. He just shows up in shit. And he's like, like, like his little Matt Damon Thing, yeah, the Matt the Damon, Avengers. the fucking Tucker and Dale right? cameo. cameo. Like, why wasn't Tyler the other one? <laughs> I know. Why couldn't they talking about toilet paper wiping skills? Like, I know. just oh man. Um, and I am a, a big fan of horror comedies. Oh, so God, yes. this is really one of the best horror comedies, if not the best horror comedy, that has graced the silver screen. Mm. And still giving that to Young Frankenstein. Well, yeah, okay. Well, all right. Yes, because that's Mel Brooks. Young Frankenstein is yes. All that right. is the epitome of horror. That's fair, right there. Um, but uh, it is it is a premise that has had crossed my mind long before the movie was made. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a funny? Uh, like concept like what if the hillbillies weren't bad yeah and it was just it was just a random set of events i lied what i have had a crush on tyler labine since 2001 when he was a villain in the movie antitrust oh my god oh shit you're right (laughs) i was like is that him i don't know i'm gonna look at the filmography while you were talking (laughs) oh shit um, oh. but I, yeah, I mean, like going back to Tyler Bean, like if I see his name, there's a good chance I will sit and watch it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch this there New Amsterdam this... shit, I, but I mean, um, I definitely watch all of Deadbeat, definitely watch all that, definitely watch all of Reaper. Yeah. Um, and... I watched some like indie movie where he's fucking a computer, literally fucking a computer. I would like to know the title of this movie. I will find you the title <laughs> of this movie. Oh my god! But no, it. Um, but yeah, I'm like, uh, it's just a perfect storm of people, mainly Tucker and Dale. Um, the like the the chemistry between the two of them, you you believe that they have been friends their entire lives. You believe that they are these hillbilly yokels from God knows where. You know, it, like it. And, and they're just like the sweetest friendship. You want a Tucker and Dale in your life. It's called Control-Alt-Delete. Oh, that'll be easy to find. Yeah, so, seriously. Let's see. And he spends a lot of that movie naked. Our good oh, things. look, there you go. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I mean, I still have the pictures of him in yeah. his underwear. Right. So. They were on Tumblr. Like They were... <laughs> I'm sure that I I wasn't I was not accusing you of going to the deep web to find them. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying it looks like a fat Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio looks like a fat Leonardo DiCaprio. Seriously, for real, man. <laughs> I mean, not like Tyler Labine and Jack Black both can right. just get it. I go. <laughs> You know and what? then he started starring in Goosebumps movies, and I'm like, this right? is not fair. No, it's not. 
He wasn't even in the second one that much, but he was the, the he was voice, voice of Slappy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Which he actually was, shooting... was not a bad movie. He was I, like I, have not sat, movies. I have not sat through the second one yet. It's cute. I like yeah, it. it's fine. I started watching it and then got distracted by something like the internet went out or something. Oh, okay, it yeah. It's fine. But no, for real, man, this is this is a letter perfect deconstruction of the killer hillbilly trope. Yes. In all its fucking glory. It is magnificent. It seriously is. I don't know how people haven't seen this yet. It's, I mean, if you at all like slashers, you know, and you're familiar with the trope, this just, it's it's because Cabin in the Woods was so diffuse with the tropes that it was just laying out there for you. And and Cabin in the Woods is a wonderful movie and I will never talk badly about it. Cabin in the Woods. I adore Cabin in the Woods, mostly because I'm a Joss Whedon fanboy and i also want a coffee mug bomb right i want i want a traveling thermos bomb. i would love the traveling thermos bomb um but this <laughs> one because it is so focused on the killer hillbilly yeah how, just how many ways that can go wrong mm-hmm. it is on point it is the absolute best thing um i know that there's not a lot to say here other than that fucking plot, I just read you the entire goddamn movie. You sure did. I, uh, I but the actual really, movie is way funnier. Not that you're not funny, funny, but this movie's really funny. I know. <laughs> well, I mean that that description. Was well, the description it's, it's was all, pretty hilarious, like, but for a different reason. To, right. It's all thanks to Alan and Tyler. It, yeah, it, seriously. It, like you can talk about this movie till the cows come home. You will not experience exactly how fucking funny it is, <laughs> right? Unless you see those two, right? Yeah, you know, and even the teenagers. Oh yeah, the teenagers are amazing. Especially at the like towards the end before they all die in the explosion. Um, when all of them are like converging on the cabin at once, trying to like break in on that therapy session. (laughs) Fuck. Um You know where she's just like fuck it and lights a cigarette next to the gas can. (laughs) She's had a hard day. Right. You know, those kids had to have some comedic and physical oh, yeah. physical comedy chops too. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, they did they got the job done. They did really well. Damn, are we ready for ratings? There's not I a think whole lot so. of Absolutely. Here. I Let's think this do is this. why we avoided doing this, because it's just so fucking perfect. You can't talk about it. Not too much. Uh we need to find we need a hate fuck of an episode next time. We do. <laughs> uh, all right, so ratings. Jesus fuck. We've already said it all. Alan Tudyk and Tyler Labine are pitch perfect in this film. They they nailed those parts. Um, I fully believed that they were a gay redneck couple. Just out for we their, just didn't talk about on their it. oh the fan fiction is lovely. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yes. I, I can only imagine. I'm sure it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's again this this letter perfect deconstruction of that killer hillbilly thing, which is just wonderful to watch. It is amazing to watch, and and I will always and forever give this um, five out of five beer soaked bee stingers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Yeah, I. I don't have a whole lot to add. This movie is another one that gets 
more fun with the more people you have watching it mm-hmm. if they're into this kind of movie. Um, which thankfully almost everyone that I'm friends with is. Right. So it's easy to get. <laughs> um, aside like thirsting after Tyler Labine the yeah. whole time. And I did and will continue to do. Of course. Um, Tyler, if you hear this, <laughs> call me. <laughs> and or RC. It's fine. B- both. We're in like the it's same true. place. We're good. We, sh- we share. It's, <laughs> it's not like we haven't seen each other naked. <laughs> it's not hard for either of us. True, Neither really of us are either. shy. And um, then come smoke weed with me. <laughs> You're welcome to Ellen. It's fine. Absolutely. Oh, yes, please. Very much so. I uh, want to get you super drunk and then um, throw concepts at you, and you have to respond as hey, hey. <laughs> you have to. I also have to give this movie five out of five. Uh, uh, wood chips teenagers. <laughs> there is not enough. There, there are too many good things to say about this movie for me. Um, it is a classic. It is something that I'm happy to see has create has gotten a cult following. And, you know, they, they keep saying there's the sequel in development and they're trying. I, and I know that in their hearts they want it. <laughs> I, they do. They Like, everybody. I, I you know, e- Eli Craig and Tyler and Alan, they, all, they have mm-hmm. all said, we want to make it happen. Right. So if it's going to happen, I believe, you know, like, it, it's going to be a good let time. Let it take its time. Yeah. Let it. Yeah, exactly. Don't I am a patient person. Yes, I am a patient person. If anyone is like, make sure that like Tyler and Ellen get this episode. <laughs> make sure they do. If you right. have connections, <laughs> we have cell phone numbers. Um, <laughs> yes, there's this thing called cell phones. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, I don't, I can't count how many times I've watched this movie. If I hear some, one of my friends has not seen this movie, I have to stop everything and put it on at that <laughs> exact <laughs> moment. Yeah. Um. I believe that there really is something for everyone in this movie. Even mm-hmm. if you are not a horror movie fan, you will still highly enjoy this movie. Definitely. Yep. I think it's just stellar. Yeah. It is a, a shiny, shiny diamond. Yeah. And it is a Netflix staple kids. Oh it's yeah. Not hard to get. Yeah. It's been on there for years. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. It was released. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere at all. So I give this five out of five bags of Earl Grey tea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, I know that we are running super long, so I'm sorry for that. Uh, if you need to get a hold of us, lay eggs in our brain, um, feed us chamomile. It's fine. Email us at bob at You can catch us on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash candycoatedrazorblades. Find us on uh, our Patreon at patreon.com slash candycoatedrazor. And you can catch us on our Instagram at ccrb underscore podcast. Do not go to the Twitter. <laughs> you could just not mention it I could <laughs> but no I'm bitter I'm Marcy you can come talk to me in our discord talk to me about how gloriously hot Tyler Bean is talk to me about weird other things from the early 2000s and or late 90s uh, that he may have been in uh, like possibly an episode of Are You Brave the Dark he may be in baseball pants I mean, most of it I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So I lied again. 
<laughs> because he was actually in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And was he wearing baseball, baseball pants by a chance? Uh-huh. Oh. And I had a huge crush on him as a kid. I didn't know that that's what it was. Yeah. Tyler, uh, throw this man a bone and please let me join you. <laughs> For the love of God, help this poor oh, man God. out. Uh, got the... Dude, we are running long. I, I'm, I'm finding this for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I already did. I, I already did my thing. Closing, go, 1994. Holy shit. Oh, look at you. It was in one episode of Are You Ready the Dark <laughs> that I remember because I'm insane. And I'm Stephanie, and... Um, you can find me either looking up Stephanie Hayslip or a Night Pet with a Y instead of an I pretty much anywhere. Um, and please take a look at my articles on fangirlnation.com. <laughs> on that note, kids. Oh, my mouth is so tired now. See you a bit. Bye. 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 <laughs> I saw the two bees nest. Thanks. Beer will make it better. Beer will make it better. Yeah.